aren't we privileged to be part of great things that's happening on the face of the earth? Well, I'm excited because I know 22, the year of supernatural break out, break forth, the year of correction, direction, protection in spirit, soul, in body. Is there some people in the house that is ready for your breakout, that is ready for your breakthrough? Come on. No, 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 no. You don't hear me. If you are sick, you are ready for your breakthrough in healing. Is there some people in the house this morning that is ready for a breakout, breakthrough, breakforth in the name of Jesus. Come on, church. I think online is more excited than us. Amen. But say after me, I am called to be loved. I'm called to belong. Look around you. Look to your family around you. Say, I'm called to belong. Come on. I'm called to be blessed. I'm called to be a blessing. So are you ready for service? This morning we're going to activate, we're going to go from being a hearer to going over in becoming a doer of the word. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm, I'm, I'm called to be sent. I'm called to pray. And I'm called to be a giver, generosity, amen. For God has called us to walk in the seven unchangeable ways of the Lord, amen. And we are all part of the seven laws of the Lord. And uh, we know our theme is, um, it is first things first, to put God first in every area of our life, but also to start the year strong. Are you ready to start the year? We've been, Dr. Gustav has been preaching and please do listen to keys of faith and and he's showing us how to not only put God first but to keep God first because you know in January after a nice holiday we feel rested and we are so ready we say yes for everything come on and we are excited, but then February and the rest of the year comes, we forget to place God first. And this morning, it's not about placing God first, it's about keeping Him first. Come on. Because many of us, we start out as champions, we are starting the race, but along the race, we get tired, we get weary, and life happened to us. And when life happened to us, it's like we're coming to a standstill and we forget that our power is not with, from the outside, but it's It's within us and we need to draw to our power giver, Jesus Christ. And we need to keep on keeping on because the world is watching you. And the only thing the world needs to see in our lives is not how smart we are and how good we look. They need to see that we are doers of God's word. Come on, placing God first. I know some of you placed your cup of coffee first this morning. But I want to take you to Exodus 13, verses 1 to, th- 1 to 2. And it says, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opened the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. Come on. That word to consecrate means to be, it means to be set apart. It means secret. It means holy. And it means dedicate. Now, if we are placing God first, we are setting ourselves apart 
to spend with Him. That is first in our time, in our money, in our, in our, in our lifestyle. Come on, in, in, and, and, and in our year, we need to place God first. In our week, we need to place God first. Let me tell you, there's millions of Christians out there. Millions of believers out there. They believe in Jesus Christ. They do. They will talk about Him. They will even read their Bible and pray occasionally. But it, when it comes to the things of God, by placing it first, you know what happened? Suddenly the Christians use the Bible as the excuse not to do the things for God that they need to do. And you can say, Tasha, what do you mean? If, you, if God says we need to come to church, if God says we need to pay our tithe, and many people, they say, Lord, I love you and I believe it. But they love God in a comfortable way, in the way where they won't get offended, in the way they won't get challenged, in the way they don't have to change. But when you love God, you are open for correction. Because if, you don't, if you're not open for correct, correction, direction and purpose will not come. And this is the year of, of correction, but not just, just any kind of correction. Correction by the true word of God. Come on, when you put yourself aside and you really, really hear what God is saying, you would have been, pre you would have been prepared for COVID. Come on. I say it many times. Dr. Gustav preached two years before COVID. He preached. Church, as we know it, is going to change. Get your life in order. Get yourself out of debt. You can go back two years before COVID and you can listen to all his sermons. Prophetically, he started to prepare the church. We didn't know what was going to happen, but God knew. And through the man of God, he spoke to us. But because we are so occupied with things around us, you see, because we place God first, but the world come and it want to steal your focus. And if God is first in your life, everything comes into alignment for God's assignment. But if he's not first, sorry to say, there is too many people that's asking this question. What is God's purpose for my life? Do you know why you don't know? It's because God is not first in your life. Because when he is first in your life, you will know that he has called you. Um, I, we just confessed the seven um, um, principles of God over our lives. You will know you are called for all seven of those things. And you will walk in it. You will move in it. You will talk about it. And everything, if people say, they, they will say, if they see you, they will call you the seven things. Come on. I want to take you to... Deuteronomy 8 verses 19. If you ever forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and worship and bow down to them, I testify against you today that you will surely be destroyed. The one translation says you will perish. Do you know why things in your life is not working out? Can I tell you? 
I promise Dr. Gustav is going to preach tonight and you can amen and hallelujah. And, and, and you're sitting here, I cannot say anything that's out of alignment. But do you know why things is not working out in your life? And, and it's because you are placing it above God. And anything that takes God's time in your life is a God with a small little G. Come on, even your pain can be a God in your life. Even, even your sickness can be a God in your life. Your money can be a God in your life. You yourself can be a God in your life. Because the Bible says, in the end times, people will become lovers of God. No, lovers of themselves. Just look at your teenagers. Come on. But anything you place above God, if it's Instagram, Facebook, come on, Twitter, whatever you go on, WhatsApp, your cigarettes in the morning, like Dr. Gustav will say. He say his mom or somebody used to smoke, and the very first thing they do in the morning, they close eyes, they feel where's the cigarettes. The coffee addicts, come on. Jeremiah 2 verse 32, I want to read this. This morning I read it and I thought it was so cute, actually. It's the New Living Translation, it says, Does a young woman forget her jewelry or a bride her wedding dress? Yet for years on end my people have forgotten me. The direct translation says, my people have forgotten me days without number. Days without number. And I'm going to take you to Deuteronomy 6 verses 4 and 6. Oh, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. And then I want to take it right through. Jesus came and then he said, The things I speak to you is not of myself, but it's of my Father. And God comes and he says, and Jesus comes and he establishes the word. He brings it from the Old Testament right through the New Testament where he established the word of God. Because he knows if you have the word of God in your life and it's number one, your first priority, doesn't matter what happens on the outside, the giant you are on the inside will rise up because God is mindful of you. You might not think about him, but he is continually think about, thinking about you. And God is a jealous God. Come on. He's going to share you with no other God. And I want to go this far. Anything in your life that's taking the place of God, he will remove. Because we are going into serious times, people. God is not going to share you. He's going to stir you up. If COVID didn't stir you up, to become doers of the word. Not only hearers, because many of us, we are sitting here and we hear the Logos word every Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. But it's not just a Logos word. The word needs to become so alive 
in you that you need to step over and step out and break through and break out and to become the living, the rhema word of God. Because the word is the only thing that can break stuff over your life, that can change your direction into God's direction. It's a light, it's a lamp, it's a hammer. Come on, that is the word of God. The word of God is not just any word. It's not Satan's word, but it's a living word. When you speak the word of God, you cannot speak negatively with the word of God because it is life, light, and love going into the atmosphere to create miracles come on church on our behalf but now we are sitting we are so passive if God wants me to do this yay we don't have time for that you don't have time to phone Dr. Gustav if the dog is dying Dr. Gustav cannot come and pray for your dog honey you have to know that the same power that raised Jesus from the grave, the word is on the inside of you. And you need to rise up and you need to pray for that dog. Come on. But the world taught us that the pastors and the leadership must do everything. No, 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 no. In Loftal, every believer is a leader. You might not have been chosen in school to become a prefect or a head boy or a head girl. But here by Loftal in the kingdom of God, you are a leader of leaders. Come on. And we need to be activated in doing the things God calls us to do. Matthew 4 verses 4 says, But he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. What is the mouth of God at the moment? It's God that can speak in you. He can speak audibly to you. But more than ever, he's speaking through the logos, that the logos can become the rhema on the inside of you. Come on. When you place him first, his word is a high priority. You know, many people, they don't know the word of God, but they want to correct you in the wrong way with the word of God, or they want to save themselves with the word of God. Using scriptures like, I'm the temple of the Holy Spirit. I don't have to go to church. I am the church. It's right, it's in the word. But then they don't read further that you, not, you should not miss the assembly, the gathering of the saints. Come on. They will read one thing and if it suits them, they will cut it off and they will judge you that's doing the whole thing with the one thing and I will try to condemn you with the word of God but it's out of place and out of purpose because you cannot just take one little thing and say okay you need to really understand what God is saying but if the word is not a high priority in your life and it's not first you're gonna fall for every little single crazy thing out there come on I don't have to prophesy over you 
Nobody has to prophesy over me because I have the word of God that can prophesy the promises of God. There's no better prophetic word than the word of God. But God do raise up prophets like Miss Jean to speak into your life because you are not willing to listen to what God is telling you. Come on. Because when you become Matthew 6 verses 33, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and he will add all these things unto you. But listen here, the word seek is such a powerful word. It's such a weighty word. You need to understand that word seek means to crave something. It means to pursue, to go after with everything you have. Ask a pregnant woman. She wants watermelon in the winter. You usually pay, I don't know even, I don't buy it because I saw it's very expensive. Watermelon is almost 100 rand, right? But when you're pregnant, you will pay two, three, four hundred rand for that little watermelon. Because you are craving. You are so desperate. When last church did you sit in the word of God that you became so desperate that you really crave for an answer from God? When last did you really see God? I was on a holiday and every morning um, I, I took my Bible and my devotions with, I don't care what nobody said, I don't do anything before I do my devotions. You can ask my children. And, and, and I was sitting there and suddenly God started to speak to me. As much as you need to crave him, he is craving you. As much as he wants you to spend time, you, you need to spend time with him. He wants you to spend time. He is looking for you to spend time with him. Because as hungry as you are, God is. Because he created us for that. I think Dr. Gustav said in our, in our meeting on Friday, he said, um, um, or one of the meetings we had, he said that, or it might be keys of faith, I'm not sure, but he said this. He said, if you are going to not hearken and obey and heal to the word of God, God is a moving God. He's an active God. That's why God says, go he. He used the word go. The only time God said, sit if you want to do nonsense. But he used the word go, and Dr. Gustav said, if you, when God tells you to go, you sit, and you sit long enough, somebody's going to bypass you and come into your lane, and you're going to be offended, and you're going to think God forgot about you. It's not God that forgot. It's you that didn't run when you should have ran with the things God has called you for. You see, what is so sad is many people is unteachable. And if you're unteachable, there is no correction. And if there's no correction, there's no direction in your life. I already said that. But the Holy Spirit brings three, a correction in three ways. He brings it by the word. He brings it by himself, the Holy Spirit, through himself. And he will use people to help you come into alignment. And one, um, 
I think it was just in the beginning of the holiday, people said, yeah, but aren't you guys a little bit too controlling? And I look at the person, I said, you could have told me that four years ago, and I would have said, mm, maybe, whatever. What? But I looked at this as a young person, and I looked at the person, I said, you know what? Something you can learn from leadership. We don't play with people's destiny. We might say something that's going to maybe offend you for a moment, but it's going to help you for a lifetime. We don't say, wait a little bit, don't do this just because we want to control you. No, we're just saying this. Dr. Gustav will not say something that just to control you. One year he told me I was on my way to America. I had invited somebody was going to pay a ticket for me and he said, no, I can't go. But that year, so many things happened in our family. If I went, it would have been a disaster. And he wasn't funny, but he was doing it to protect me at that point. And the year after, I went many times. So when somebody speaks into your life to bring correction, it's not because they're jealous. It's not because they wanna not want to see you um, prosper. It's exactly the opposite. Because they want to see you prosper, because they want to see you expand and go further and higher and break out and break through in your life, that's why we speak. We don't do discipleship just to entertain you and keep you busy. We're doing discipleship so that you can know in the road when leadership maybe is not here anymore and you are maybe, God moves you to a place where there's almost nothing and say, go start the church. Then you know, I've been trained, I've been equipped for the sake of the ministry. I know what to do. What Dr. Gustav went through, we will not go through in our lifetime why? Because he has the spirit of Perez. He broke out, broke through, broke forth so that we, his church, will not have to face the same pain. Come on. Like I said, it's not just about putting God first. It's about keeping him first. For God is a good God, and He has great plans concerning our lives, and He's waiting to manifest those plans in your life. But God will not do anything against His Word if you don't step in to the will of God, to the Word of God, to the promises of God. Nothing is going to happen on your behalf. Because God says go. He wants you to go over into action. And sometimes that very thing you want to do that looks so glitz and glamour, that's the very thing God will tell you not to do. Ask me, I know. If people look at you, what do they see? You know, somebody said, yeah, but all you guys talk about is church and vision and Bible and whatever. So no, we can have fun. We can talk about other things. But in my life, my, for me personally, if it's not about lipstick, a handbag and the Bible, 
Come on. My dad is sitting here. So I can tell a little bit stories about him. Now, I'm not gossiping, right? <laughs> Many years ago, he had this great plans for me and my sister. Businesswoman. And we wanted to go into business. But he told the story many times of a man coming to his office and saying, take your hands off of your children. Do you know that I had the same experience December with God? That God told me, take your hands off of your children. Because he's got them. God's got you. God really, he have you. And if you really, really church, place him first. And teach your generations. You know the scripture as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. But, this is, but if you go to the right translation, it says, as for me and my generations to come, we will serve the Lord. Now you can make it very personally. You can make it very personally and take it only for you and your family. But what about if you start giving birth to spiritual children and you take that scripture and you say, for me and my generation in the spiritual body of Christ, we will serve the Lord because immediately multiplication takes place. And it's not just for me and my house, but it's for me and the next person and the next person and the next person. Come on. Because God goes so far to say, Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? And God compared the love for Peter, for him, with the love Peter has for his people. Come on, we preach it many times. And that's why it's important. Not only if you place God first, it's devotions, it's the first of everything, but it's also when you come and you say, Lord, I will place your people above myself. No, Shilisto. I got three amens there on live stream. <laughs> we need to learn to do life with God. If you do life with God, Patricia, then you can sell as many pots as you are selling. Leave it, Jesus. You must go buy a pot there. I have to sell Vian, Matthew, Graceland, and Kayla and Gabriel for one pot. <laughs> but God blesses her. Come on. Panjele Tanis lach, panjele amelet AMC Classics, ne? Come on. But God is not only your January God. He's not people. He's not 911. You know 911? Only when you have trouble, you phone him. You go on your knees. That's the only time. That's why you are having trouble every day of your life because the God knows. That's why if you have trouble, you pray. Otherwise, you never pray. Ouch. <laughs> We need to come to the place where we say, yes, Lord. I will be the rhema word. 
I will activate, I will go, I will not just sit here and be selfish and be a lover of myself, but I will, Father God, because I love you. Your love needs to manifest through me to your people. God is going to ask things of you that you will say, really, Lord? But he's going to ask it from you. Because there's places you need to go that if you're not leaving those things behind, it will destroy you in the future. We've heard a story of this man that loved somebody so much, placed the person before God. And God says, no, 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 no. For where you are going, it's me first. I told you the story about Pastor Lanzel. That when she was younger, she used to date this guy and God told her, let him go. And she cried over him. Now having a father like we do, you know, you will still talk to your boyfriend and he will come in if he doesn't like the person. He will say, oh, you don't look like the one that were here last night. <laughs> or if you touch his hold his hand, he said, yes, while well, she's holding your hand, she's thinking of somebody else. <laughs> and then he will come and he says, that guy looks like a roach. Every time I see him, I want to do this. I promise you, I'm still good like that. <laughs> but I've learned from the best. And anyway, God told us to sacrifice this guy because for where you are going, you, he cannot go with you because you're not made to be a housewife standing in front of the kitchen and cook with bare feet, another one on the way. And there's people that God calls for that, and that's fine. But, you know, he will ask you if, if like, I, I, I had to walk for, with this road of forgiveness. And I said, Lord, why do I have, why am I the one that I have to forgive? Because where you are going, if you don't let go, it will destroy you. And I'm here this morning to tell you. This year, if you're not saying yes to God, He's going to raise up people in your place. He still loves you because nothing will separate you from His love. But He's going to raise up and you're going to think, but why this one? Why that one? Why not? I've called you, but you didn't hark and you didn't say, yes, Lord. You were sitting there because you were so worried about what people is thinking about you. And what is this one going to say and that one going to say? Who cares? Just say, yes, Lord. We would rather be a fool for five minutes than a fool for the rest of eternity. Burning in hell. Place God first. And if you, place, if you place Him first, you will understand that you are called to love and to be loved. You will understand that you are called to belong. You are not an island. Dr. Gustav is going to go deeper in this tonight. But I'm, I'm just saying, you are not an island. You're not only created for I, me, and myself, and yourself. 
You are called to become like Christ. In Him I live, in Him I move, in Him I have my being. Don't tell me nonsense about culture and all that. If you are in Christ, you are in Christ. Then we don't fight for a better past. We are standing for a better future in Christ, through Christ. Come on, church. We cannot fix your past. But when you say, Lord, here I am, here I am at your service. I don't say life is going to be honky-dory. There's going to be things that you have to break out, break through, and break forth in. There's going to be things corrected in your life. But it will be worth it because the great reward is Jesus Christ and it will be worth it. You are called to be a blessing, to serve. <laughs> you know, if you come to Bible school, leadership school, actually, you're going to clean the toilets. We all started there. I hate cleaning the toilets. But then I've learned to decorate the toilets, and now I actually like doing it. So if you ever see rose petals and flowers in the toilet somewhere in the church, you know I've been there. Come on. But also, if God gives you something, can I use money as an example? If God blesses you with a lot of money, that money is not just for yourself. It's to, to really go and ask God. One time my dad asked us this question. It was a December month. I will never forget it. Tasha, if you get this amount of money, what will you do? You know what was my first answer? I will very religious, I will pay my tithe, but in my head it's like my second one is I'm going to go lack a holiday for a year. And well, you know what he said? He said, no. You pay your tithes and then you ask God what to do with the money. And that just there is a great revelation because we don't. Call to be a blessing to others. You are called to be sent. Not everybody is called to preach on a pulpit. And everybody is fighting for a little block for 45 minutes where you have the whole street. You can preach as long as you want to do whoever you want to. You have Facebook. You have Instagram. You can preach on there if you want to. But be the light and make sure people get saved, delivered and set free and come to church. You are called to be sent. You are called to prayer, pray. How many of you prayed this morning? Don't raise your hands, please. Come on. And I'm not talking about thank you, Lord, for this morning and thank you, Holy Spirit. and No, really pray. See God. Because that is the greatest ministry after reconciling people with God is prayer. And then giving. You are called to be a giver. Three ministries I just mentioned. Ministry of prayer, reconciliation, and ministry of giving. If you sit still here long enough, I promise you Dr. Gustav will give you a way too. But I want to end with this this morning. 
And I want to challenge you, especially for tonight's service. I was already upstairs texting people, hey, we have service tonight. Become a doer of God's word. Activate yourself in the word of God. And if you don't know the vision of the church, come let we teach you the vision. If you don't know how to speak to people, come that we can teach you. If you are shy, I almost want to say get over yourself because, you know, <laughs> we are, I've been there. I've been really shy, Brother Ryan. You know me from my little school. But tell somebody, be activated, get involved. Get involved in the projects. Get involved in your community. Get involved. Be the light. Make the difference. And if you are here this morning and you are saying, I'm not going to have the same old, same old like 2020, 2021 and make promises that I'm not going to commit to. I'm, I'm standing because I really want to make a difference in my children's life, in my family's life, in my community's life, in my street's life. I want to make a difference in my church. I want you to stand this morning. I'm going to ask Dr. Gustav just to do the prayer with you, and then I'm, we're going to go on from there. Father, we say thank you for this morning, for the word. We thank you that we cannot just be hearers and not doers of the word. Life is not a parking bay where we can park and wait and wait and wait. Because God is a God of moving. And to know this morning we are standing that we can move. Be activated in everything that you have designed us to be. Father, in the seven unchangeable, uncompromisable callings that you have placed upon every person born on the face of the earth. Lord, we commit to this this morning to say, here am I. I'm not going to be just a churchgoer. I'm going to be somebody that can tell other people about Jesus so that his kingdom can come. His will will be done as it is in heaven. Let it manifest on the face of the earth right now, right now, in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, and we honor you for that. In the name of Jesus, and somebody say, amen. Amen. I want the musicians to come. I just want you to, to walk to somebody, and let's just pray for one another. Come on. Let's just pray for one another. I want you to get somebody and pray over them. Don't stand alone. You don't have to touch them if you are scared of COVID. But just pray over somebody. Father God, we just come as a family and we just come into agreement, Father. We pray for each and every one that is here this morning, Father. I pray that the windows of heaven will open over them. Lord, there where there is lack, Father. Thank you that you are the provider, Lord. Lord, there where there is sickness. Thank you for divine healing, Father. Lord, we know that January is, is running out, Father, and we're going into February. But that's why we are declaring and declaring 
decreeing, Father God, that January was a good month, but February will even be a greater month in our income and in people coming to the Lord, in people coming and seeking the face of God, people coming to the church for great harvest, for great revival. We speak life over each and everyone that is here this morning and over live stream. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to come and we just want to worship you this morning and thank you for your good and great and mighty works you have done in our lives, Jesus. We thank you. We worship you. And we praise your holy, mighty name, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. For you are good and you are great and you are mighty to save. Jesus, holy name. Jesus, holy name. Let's just give God the praise in this place. Let's thank Him for what He's doing. Amen. I want to encourage you tonight, 6 o'clock. Don't miss it. Don't miss what God is going to do. We are short and sweet this morning. But I know God is going to do great and mighty things. Invite somebody, tell somebody, and you yourself come. Amen. We're not only morning Christians, but we are evening 6 o'clock Christians as well. I'm going to ask Brother Ryan to end the service for us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you and keep you and surround you. Father, for the service this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for everyone, Father, that came to listen to your word in the name of Jesus. Thank you for you've been activated, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we will reach out to those, Father, in need, Father, and those you talk to us, Lord, in Jesus' name. We give you the praise. We give you the honor for who you are, Lord. For who you are, Lord. Thank you for change, Lord. Positive changes, Lord. Thank you for encouragement, Lord. Thank you for your word, Lord. Your word, your unfailing word, Father. In the name of Jesus, we worship you and we give you the praise and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.